I think that was kind of a realization that both of us had um, this week or previous week as we were thinking through it. Oh, because you know, hospitality isn't a gift unto itself. It's a means by which gifts are shared, which means that nobody can get away with claiming, sorry, I just don't have the gift of hospitality. Welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to have you with us again this week. I'm with Pastor Nick Cady, who's a pastor here of Whitefields Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. And this week we had a guest speaker, uh, Pete Nelson, who was actually the founding pastor of this church, Whitefields Church uh, Community Church here in Longmont, Colorado. So we're very blessed to have him with us and to share the word with us. If you missed that, uh, whitefieldschurch.com, you can get over there and download it. And uh, it's up on YouTube, Facebook, any of your favorite streaming platforms. And if you would, you know, just like, subscribe, hit the hit that subscribe button. If you would leave a review, uh, you know, that's always, always helps. And it just kind of, you know, as you interact with this content in whatever platform, it just boosts it up in uh, the algorithm. And then when people are Googling particular questions like we're going to talk about today, you know, we can provide them with God-centered, Christ-centered content and answers to those questions. So if you do that, we'd, we'd really, really appreciate it. So this week, uh, uh, Pete Nelson was talking about Third John. Third John, we covered the whole book, and if you read Third John, you know it's a very short book. And uh, but one of the things that he talked about, which was maybe surprising to some people when they first heard it for the first time, uh, is the idea that hospitality in the Bible is not a gift. Like you say, well, I have a gift of helps, or I have a gift of administration, or I have uh, uh, whatever a gift it might be, or a gift of teaching, a uh, gift of prophecy, gift of miracles, or the the idea of gift of hospitality is not on that list of gifts. So we just want to talk about that today and just kind of like, uh, and we were going to look at a look at a passage, let me read it for you, um, which which is uh, in 1 Peter, is it 2 Peter or 1 Peter? 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4, yeah, because it's right here in front of me. <laughs> it says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love comes covers a multitude, show hospitality to one another without grumbling as each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks is one who speaks, oracles of God. Whoever serves is one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that everything God, in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, so we read there, you know, for... for Show hospitality is kind of a general uh, thing spoken to the entire church. So, so where did we get this idea that hospitality is a gift? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, what's so weird is that you, you and I, we were preparing the study guide for this week, and we were looking through um, lists of spiritual gifts in the Bible. So those are found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, and in Ephesians 4, kind of lists gifts and offices. So some people would consider that a little bit different. But um, I was looking, I'm like, hey, isn't it, isn't spirituality like a spiritual gift? Because sometimes on like a list, like if you look up, you know, just Google a list of spiritual gifts, sometimes it'll be on there, like a administration, leadership, hospitality. And of course, they're getting it from this passage in First Peter chapter four. But if you read the passage, you'll notice that the passage actually says that hospitality isn't a gift in and of itself. It's rather the forum or the, the means by which gifts are 
uh, exercised and displayed and shared. And so I think that was kind of a realization that both of us had um, this week or previous week as we were thinking through it. Oh, because you know, hospitality isn't a gift unto itself. It's a means by which gifts are shared, which means that nobody can get away with claiming sorry, I just don't have the gift of hospitality. Have you ever heard anybody do that, Mike? I've heard myself. <laughs> what did that look like? Well, you know, up until this point, I probably would have agreed with myself. But you know, <laughs> at this point, I have to rethink the idea that, yeah, I, I think, you know, Peter's general exhortation here to us is that all of you, you all, <laughs> not those that have the specific gift, but you, the church, show hospitality to yeah. one another and within it you know as very within that context if you have the gift to serve then serve and mm. you know if you prophesy if you miracles if you ministration within that idea that's yeah as you said that's the forum within you know in which we we actually walk in those other gifts that god's given us i think that's really really helpful to know that because here's why think about it like this some people have wondered okay if you're if you if you like your only thing with church is sunday morning then it, there's like one or a couple people on stage who are using their gifts, but what about the hundreds of people in the congregation? Where are they using their gifts, right? And um, But if you think about it in these terms, that actually we are called to be hospitable and hospitality is the means or the forum in which evangelism takes place, in which um, other spiritual gifts are taking place. Well, that really changes the game. And if we're all called to hospitality, then that totally changes the game. So, Mike, who are the people we're called to be hospitable towards? Everyone. Think about it like this. What if we were to ask Jesus, who is my neighbor? What would Jesus say? He'd probably tell us a parable about a good Samaritan. He, he would, yes. <laughs> Which we talked about on Sunday. Yeah. Okay, but the point is, well, who's your neighbor? Well, of course, it's, it's whoever God puts in front of you to serve. And those might be your physical proximity neighbors. It might be a person that you come in contact with on, through the course of your day. It might be um, somebody you work with. You know, the, these are all our neighbors. It's somebody other than us. And we're not to view them as uh, aliens, others, us and them. We're to view them as our neighbors, right? Because when somebody's your neighbor, right, that's a much more like, I guess, uh, closer to you. And and of course, I want to treat my neighbors well, right? So the other, that, that whole idea of viewing other people as neighbors and then understanding that we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves, it changes the game, Right. Other people at church, they're my neighbor. When I leave church, I'm surrounded by my neighbors, you know? So that's, that's really important. You know, I think that, let's talk about this. How can hospitality be a forum for the use of spiritual gifts? Any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, the idea, what, what is exactly hospitality, if you want, want to break it down? It's basically welcoming people into your sphere, whether that be into your own home. You know, they say, well, they had show great hospitality at the church. They, show great, they have great hospitality at home. And so it's that idea of making people feel welcomed, uh, valued, and within your home, within your, you know, sphere of influence, you know, if you want to use it that way, whether that be at church, you know, or whether that be at your home or whether it be at work. And I think when you do that, you know, when you and, and as we've looked at the, the books of first, second and third John, the, the whole foundation is love, loving one another. And that is how we show that we love God. 
is by loving our brothers and valuing our brothers and sisters. And, and so I think once that foundation has been laid, well, then you can you can speak into their lives. People that feel valued, people feel that they feel welcomed, well, you've already broken down barriers that there might be there that they, you know, that they feel like, like, why, well, you know, why am I here? You know, maybe they, they you know, feel like, They've never been to church or they've, you know, they've a stranger in your home or whatever it might be when you show love and you show them value and you show, hey, come in and enjoy. Let's, you know, enjoy a meal together or enjoy this event together or whatever. Then suddenly there's that platform, as you said, for us to then minister to them. They're ready to receive, you know, the love of Christ and the gospel, you know, because we have we've invited them in and, and let them feel like they can be a part of whatever we're doing. You know? The word hospitality in Greek comes from, um, it's interesting, it's a compound word. So it's xenophilia, which another word we use xeno for is the word xenophobia, right? Which phobia means fear. Xeno means stranger. So xenophobia is the fear of strangers, um, people who are not like you, Right. Xenophilia, on the other hand, is love for the stranger. And so that's what we're called to do, right? Is, um, and I think that changes the game too, because somebody might say, oh yeah, I'm super hospitable to my friends, right? Okay, right. yeah, well, Jesus would say, uh, anybody can be hospitable to their friends, right? Like what, what credit is that to anybody? Um, but to be loving towards strangers, now here's what's interesting isn't that a, the essence of the gospel, right? That we were estranged from God and God loved us and reached out to us and welcomed us into his family at cost to himself, at discomfort and death to himself, which he didn't need to do, right? He was perfectly, he was doing great up in heaven, having a wonderful time for all eternity. And then he said, oh, there's some strangers down there that I want to embrace and bring into my family. And so he came to us. And so I, it's a way that we get to live out the gospel. So many of the, the things that we're called to in the Christian life, this is what's so um, incredible to me. Is if you look at through what we're exhorted to do in the New Testament, like forgive, show hospitality, um, be edifying or building each other up. And these are all actually things that God has done for us. And so the essence of the Christian life is receive what God has done for you. And then now you get to have the privilege, the adventure of trying it out yourself, right? And that's pretty cool. Like that gets into that whole idea of being the body of Christ and getting to be the body of Christ in the world. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I think uh, Pete brought that up in the sermon as well, just the idea of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, how disarming mm. is that, you know, as we, as you, as a servant serving one another, that's so disarming. And with that action, with that action of he was being hospitable, that's what a person did at that, you know, when you came into their home, you've been walking the, the dirt, dusty roads and they washed their feet and Jesus took the place of that servant to wash and, and their feet. And through that, he is able to speak you know, into their lives and how much more for us, if we take that place of serving one another, you know, are we able then to, you know, serving strangers are able to then speak into their lives, the words of words of life, the words of truth, you know, into their lives. It, it reminded me a little bit of uh, this idea of, 
you know, even the argument of, well, I shouldn't be hospitable, but because it's not my gift, I, you know, it's like not within me. I, I think of Paul's words to Timothy, you know, do the work of an evangelist, you know, so the even, even if, you know, because I was challenged by that too in ministry, and I even taught a sermon on that because I was challenged by it that, you know, as a musician, we're like, well, that's for the other guys, you know. Yeah. They do the evangelism and they, they do the prophecy and they do it. Well, no, we, we, I'm doing that as well and I should be, I should exhort myself or work on do, doing the work of evangelism, work on being an apostle, work on being a prophet, work on being a teacher, even if I don't feel it's my gift. It's, you know, it's just not necessarily having that. There are those things that you're maybe good at, you know, that is the gift that you are walking in. But that doesn't mean, well, that's, I don't do those things, you know. And I'm sure you've probably had that in ministry. People come in and say, well, that's not my gift, you know. And so that was something that I, and in this way, the same thing, challenge. even if I was saying, well, it's, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't feel very hospitable. Well, I should work on it because it's what Jesus did, you know. <laughs> and Paul says that in First Corinthians, he says, seek the greater gifts. What that means is don't just be like, well, this is what I'm good at, and you're good at something else, so I'm going to do this. I'm not even going to try and do anything else. It's to say, seek to have the greater gift. Now, what's the greater gift? The greatest gift is the one that is needed in that moment. And so, yeah, I want to seek to have all the gifts God will give me for his glory and for the good of others. Yeah, and maybe that's just something we, we should be praying about. Like, Lord, I feel so you know, ill-equipped for this situation. Well, God said, if you ask for wisdom, he's going to give it, you Mm -hmm. know, and if he's going to empower you in that situation, if you're the only person that is there to minister to that person, well, sorry, not my gift, (laughs) you know, sorry, buddy, you you know, you're out of luck today, but we'll wait till somebody who has that gift, like the Samaritan, you know, (laughs) we'll wait till somebody who actually has a gift of of hospitality to come and save you. (laughs) Gift of mercy. Gift of mercy. Yeah, sorry, it's not my gift. More of a, more of a talker. Yeah, more of, yeah. I like to solve problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're you're way beyond solving. You know, you need to be bandaged up. So, yeah, it's, I mean, so that's something maybe we should even you know that idea that thought of of well maybe hospitality is something I need to work on. You know, and it's not. And uh, but we also just wanted to look at a little bit this. You know, the the title of the message was was truth and love and just the relationship of truth and love and the way that that John uses it in in the third third John and and you know we those two words you know when we talk about truth sometimes it it doesn't come with a lot of love like well I'm just speaking my mind I'm just being honest with you you know you hear these phrases you know well I'm just being truthful I have to speak the truth into this situation but sometimes it's so devoid of love and and sometimes the on the other spectrum of course there's love without truth well yeah, I know that they're that's totally wrong and it's totally messed up, but you know, we just got to love everybody, you know, kind of the, you know, kumbaya kind of feeling, you know, but but John kind of li- lays out, you know, the idea that these two things work together. So we wanted we had some thoughts about that as well. Yeah, I mean, the, it's similar to our series in 1 Corinthians, Grace and Truth, right? That grace is not devoid of truth, but the motivation behind it isn't just to like get drop truth bombs on people because it, it's therapeutic for me. See, that's the thing about this, right? If you really love somebody, you're going to tell them the truth, but you're going to do it with compassion and empathy. On the other hand, right, you, you, um, you can do both of those wrong, right? Like you can, you can speak the truth in a way that crushes people and doesn't help them. 
And a lot of times I think that people who are really into like, I'm just about the truth. A lot of times it, it can be about you. It feels good for you. You know, it's like therapeutic for the person speaking the truth, but it's not necessarily helpful for the other person. And the point is that these two, we need a hundred percent of both. Right. And in the way that we deal with situations in our lives and the way that we live our lives, right? We want to be full of truth and full of love and they are not at odds with each other. It's they're not held in tension. That's the thing. People always describe them as like, you know, like a, like holding a rubber band in tension or something. This is not held in tension. These are two, as our graphic for our series, Grace and Truth, they're two mountains in the same mountain chain and they're both beautiful and they both needed, right? So important. We need the grace and the love and we need the truth. And if you really love someone, you're going to give them the truth that they need. And if you, um, you know, if you really want to give somebody the truth, then you need to do it in love. So, yeah, speaking of truth in love is, is really helpful and healing. Speaking love without truth is mere sentimentality. It doesn't actually help anybody. Um, again, that, that just makes me feel good that the other person, that I'm making the other person feel good, right? Um, yeah, so... Yeah. And for the most part, you know, I mean, I think scripture gives us principles for how to speak truth to one another, to speak grace to the hearer, speaking edification, edify one another in love. And and we we're not necessarily given license to just kind of drop those to criticize, to bring judgment into a particular situation, even in the sense that, you know, when Jesus spoke you know, he always spoke grace and, and and love to the to the sinners. The times when he was, you know, really direct with the truth was to the Pharisees, and they needed to hear it. You know, and um, it'd be kind of like this. It'd be like, um, you know, you could tell me, Nick, you are balding, and I would say, that's true. Why are you telling me that? Maybe it'd be <laughs> it'd be helpful if you knew of a cure for balding. Which leads me to my next point. Mike, do you know of a cure for balding? I do not know. Okay. I Because that know. would be really helpful. So uh, if you just point out that I'm balding and don't give me uh, any help with it, that might be truth but without love. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's an important point, that if you are going to bring truth into somebody's life, at least have a solution. <laughs> because just dropping stuff on people, they probably already know yeah. that they're dealing with those kind of things. And, and, and it's, yeah, it's like... It's not. It doesn't really help anyone to just start yelling at them about deficiencies they might already feel, you know, bad about. You know, maybe something they're dealing with in their lives, or, you know, people are well aware many times of where they're falling short. And, you know, and sometimes speaking truth in love brings them out of that place instead of pushing them and crushing them even more. And um, and that's where yeah we need to you know show hospitality and. And so that, I mean, some things to think about, you know, did you think that hospitality was a gift of the Spirit? And uh, let us know. I mean, where, you know, give us some scriptures that, that lead you to believe that it is a gift of the Spirit, or you know, and maybe that's something you need to learn to walk in better. All of us need to learn how to speak truth in love to one another and maybe even to be a bit more hospitable, hospitable, you know, these days, especially in this day and age where some people are so, seems to be so divided that we need to be reaching across and, and showing love to those people on the other side of the aisle. And that might not agree, you know, that's what
what Jesus did, you know, to the enemies. He, he gives us so many, you know, Romans gives us so much, uh, I think it's Romans chapter 6, you know, about to love our enemies and, and things like that. And so hit, let us know what you think. And if you missed the sermon, whitefieldschurch.com. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless.